Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. This is Crystal, Wisdomologist and the host of this podcast. Those of you who follow this podcast know that I'm following the ABCs of A Journey to Inner Wisdom. You will also know that I've missed a letter. N is missing and is running to catch up soon. I did say that this journey is not linear, even if I have worked at keeping it linear, which is more to keeping me on track than anything else. Every day we encounter experiences that can deepen our inner wisdom. I say can because we often don't pay attention to the lessons in front of us because we're busy, distracted, stressed, asleep while awake. I love this poem from the Persian poet Rumi. The breeze at dawn has secrets to tell you. Don't go back to sleep. You must ask for what you really want. Don't go back to sleep. People are going back and forth across the door sill where the two worlds touch. The door is open and round. Don't go back to sleep. On this journey, it is time to wake up, to become aware of the world around us and how we are interacting with our life's experiences. Today, we're going to talk about comfort zone under the umbrella of perspective and perception. So before we begin, and before I introduce Kimberly, I want to look at those two umbrella words, the two Ps. Perception means a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. It is subjective. Per means through and sep means look. Perspective means a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. To perspect means to look at closely. Our perception is based on our underlying belief system that we've created over our lifetime to date starting when we're born. We begin to create that belief system. We each have our own unique perception of the world. It is like wearing glasses tinted with our own perception, and that is how we see the world. Our perspective then is colored by these glasses. When we look closely at something, it is tinted with our subjective perception. Someone's perspective, <laughs> there are too many purposes. <laughs> Our subjective perspective, perception, is like you you might meet a person whose subjective per perception is kind of like Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. It's kind of negative. And those glasses that that person wears are like Eeyore glasses. It's kind of like the world is a little bit heavy. And then you get someone like Piglet or who is kind of an innocent. He wears the innocent subjective perception. And then there's Pooh, who is just like, he has carefree subjective perception and he can't wait for his next pot of honey, which he knows will always be there. So how we interpret our experiences depends on the perception that we have of the world around us. In other words, our belief system. From this standpoint of understanding how perception and perspective influence our way of being in the world, Kimberly and I will be talking about our comfort zone in today's podcast. She has a unique way of describing comfort zone that was a game changer for me. Welcome back, Kimberly. Thank you for having me, Crystal. I'm so excited to be here again. That's great. I'm excited too. So let me tell you a little bit about Kimberly and you'll learn more as we, as we uh, go through this conversation. So Kimberly, Kimberly is a soulcologist and founder of Soulcology. She's an intuition and soul purpose mentor, teacher, and speaker. 
She guides entrepreneurs, explorers, and everyday women to find the clarity, confidence, and courage to listen to their intuition, heal past experiences, and find and fulfill their soul's purpose. What she loves the most is helping women to make their life a moment that matters. Mm. So welcome, Kimberly. This is so exciting to have you here. So comfort zone is a term that we often hear when people are pushed to do things that are uncomfortable. You know, Mm. people say, oh, I got out of my comfort zone. But today we're going to unpack that a little bit and look at comfort zone from a different perspective, one that we hope will empower others on their journey. So uh, talk to me a little bit about your perspective on comfort zone. Oh, gosh. I mean, every time I hear the phrase and when people talk about, you know, I got out of my comfort zone or you just need to get out of your comfort zone, it makes me cringe so much because what that person doesn't realize is that they're asking you to get outside of yourself and what I mean by that is that you're you actually want to be in your comfort zone and that's because your comfort zone holds the things that are comfortable to you they hold the things that feel good to you they hold the things that still stretch and challenge you but they're they're yours they're the things that your intuition has guided you to that you desire to have all of those kinds of things are on and in your comfort zone and you don't actually need to get outside of yourself to get into your comfort zone the whole point of getting in your comfort zone is actually getting inside of yourself and this realization came to me gosh it was a few years ago now where I saw a post in my Facebook feed that and it was by another a friend who's a a business coach very successful um, business coach and she said the phrase very very simply on her post everything you want is outside your comfort zone Hmm. And I had one of those moments where time just stopped and Mm -hmm. suddenly I found myself saying out loud, no, it's not. Mm. Everything you want is inside your comfort zone. You're just not letting yourself be comfortable with it yet or giving yourself to be comfortable with it or in it because most of us spend our lives in someone else's comfort zone. We spend our lives doing the things that other people have told us to do, that family members have told us to do, that society has said we should do and should want and and all of that. And so we spend our whole entire lives or at least part of our lives until we have this realisation in living in someone else's comfort zone. And so when we're saying to ourselves, I've just got to get out of my comfort zone, what we're actually saying is I've just got to get out of someone else's comfort zone. Right. Because when you're in someone else's comfort zone, that is where you feel anxious. That is where you feel all of the self-doubt. That is where you feel confused and lost and all over the place because you're actually living somebody else's comfort zone, somebody else's life, somebody else's perspective and perception on what you should do with your life. 
And the longer that you go along with that, the longer that you remain in that place and you're unhappy and overwhelmed and anxious and lost and doubtful and all of these things, the longer that you are keeping yourself out of your own comfort zone. That's interesting because um, often there are a couple examples recently where, where people were doing something and they were having so much fun and they said, I'm out of my comfort zone. And a friend of mine, I was talking to her about that. She said, oh, I got out of my comfort zone and I put on this costume and I was having so much fun. I said, you were in your comfort zone. She said, yes. you're right. Because when I was in high school, that's what I did. I was yes. kind of the avant-garde person and I would dress real funky and whatever. And she realized that She'd been living in someone else's comfort zone that expected her to live a certain way. And yes. her true self was like squished out of, it was like, it was in yes. her comfort zone, but she was afraid to grab onto it. And it was like, well, yeah, that is your comfort zone. So it's when you're, you're, you're feeling fully yourself. Yes. Yes. And like, like just in the zone, it's like, like energetic and happy and joyful you're in your comfort zone and you might be doing something that other people think oh my god she is like losing it here it's and like, no. <laughs> like no I'm in my comfort zone it's a very different way of um thinking about comfort zone yeah and when someone is losing it over you being in your comfort zone what they're actually losing it over is the perspective and the perception that they have on you because they don't, they don't expect you to, to be like that. They don't think that you're like that. And that's because they've never actually taken their own someone else's comfort zone lenses off to see you for who you really are and how you really are. So they're not losing it at you. They're, they're losing it at the perspective that they have about you. And often whatever that is, that reflects on themselves. Right. And, and our 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 perspe our perception of comfort zone really comes from as we grow up we're expected to live a certain way according to family expectations social expectation re religious um yep. all those societal pressures that say and that roles. this is how you should be so that's not necessarily our comfort zone aspects of it might be right but yeah. we're we're living according to okay my mom expects me to do this so I'm going to do this and we do it unconsciously right yeah for the most part we do we do it because we don't know anything different but where we start to where it starts to become more conscious is when you realize that there are thoughts or feelings that come after that so when someone says to you, like say it's your parents, for example, who who say to you, you know, you have to come to church on Sunday. Yeah. And for most of your life, you're like, yeah, great. I love going to church. Can't wait to see everyone. That sounds awesome. And, you you know, you're excited to, to be there. You're excited at the prospect of going there. It's great. And then there might come a day where you go, I don't want to go to church today right. or I don't want to go any anymore like I feel like my beliefs are shifting and, and evolving and and I feel like I need some space away from it to determine what I, what I believe in myself on my own without mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the input from everybody else. And so when you have that thought afterwards of, but I don't want to go or I don't want to be there or I'm not sure that's for me anymore or, but I, I don't want to go, but I should go. Like, I don't want to disappoint my mm. parents. I don't want to upset them. I don't want people to think that I'm thinking about not being in the church anymore, et cetera, et cetera. That's when you know that, or it's an indication that either it's no long, like it's not your, not on your comfort zone and maybe it never was, but until that point, you'd never questioned it. Right. And, or your, your actual comfort zone is evolving and it may or may not still include that as a component of your comfort zone so it's when you start to have that conscious awareness of hang on a second I'm having a reaction or a response to this where that's not what I want to do that's not where I want to be but I feel like I should or if I don't do this these people will be upset or someone else will ask questions and my parents will feel awkward so I'll just go it's just easier if I just do it it's fine it's only an hour or two I can put up with it it's all good like it's fine it's actually not fine right because you're not honoring what it is that is right for you what's correct for you in that moment and so often as well we make decisions around those things really far into the future mm. And we hold ourselves to it or think we have to make the decision for the rest of our lives. You might miss it for a week. Yeah. You might miss it for five months. Mm -hmm. You might come back. You might not. But right now in that moment, you're, the, the questioning and the feelings that you have in that space and then what you follow that up with in terms of shoulds determines whether it is. Like that on that day, that's not in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So if you make yourself go there, then you're actually making yourself be in someone else's comfort zone when you don't want to be there and it's not actually yours. Right. At the same time, there can be intersections yes. of comfort zones, right? Like I think of um, the difference between I should do it and doing it and feeling torn or, you know, I have a choice here and um, what's going to work for me. So I think of uh, mm -hmm. the example of my mom is 93 and yeah. during COVID she couldn't go to the bingo and she left, she gave up her car, et cetera. And so she wanted to go to the bingo. So I thought, Oh my God, I have to drive her to the bingo. And so I thought, okay, I really don't want to go to the bingo. However, I do want to spend some time with my mom and yeah. that's, that's in my comfort zone. And mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, but I had to think it through so that it wasn't like, uh, I wasn't resentful about taking right. it. And I realized there was a part of the, of the choice that was, yeah, I, I, my comfort zone is about being with my mom. I want to be with my mom. She's 93. She's not going to be here for that much longer. I want to be with her. And mm -hmm. so I went and, and I actually had a good time, which yes. surprised me. <laughs> yes. but part of it was because, because it was with her. And so it yeah. makes me think that it's really about being aware of, back to awareness of what it is in my comfort zone and what choices do I have yes. about what's going on in my comfort zone. So, so then that brings me to how do people get in touch with what's in their comfort zone? Because I don't know that everybody is in touch with what, what is it that I really want or what is my purpose in life yeah 
and and most people aren't. Uh, and before before I answer that, I want to touch on a little bit of what you just said about comfort zones, like interacting and crossing over. Mm-hmm. And I will mm-hmm. say in relation to that, that this is why it's important for us to all know what's on our comfort zone because our comfort zones are designed to interact with other people's comfort zones it's how we work together it's how we help each other it's it's how we best bring out the best in each other and support one another to to do our sole purposes to to be who we're here to be to do what we're here to do etc etc so you know someone in in my world for example on my comfort zone is not technology it's yep. just not. It drains me massively. We we have a better relationship than we used to, but I'm not <laughs> here for that. And I know that. So I want someone who whose comfort zone is technology. Yeah. And I want them to come visit my comfort zone island for a little while, or I'll go and visit their comfort zone island for a little while, knowing that their genius is going to help to serve and expand my genius and then them doing that for me also expands their genius so I'm not trying to take over an element of their comfort zone trying to pretend that it's mine or to make it mine because I feel like it I should be able to do it all Mm -hmm. because then I actually won't I won't do anything or I won't get it done Mm -hmm. um, because I'll be spending too much time in the tech space as an example, when I could go to someone whose comfort zone is tech and then they can come and support my space and I can support theirs as well. And I'm not trying to sit somewhere that's not actually my seat to sit in. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is how our comfort zone then expands. Yes. Is that we learn from others comfort zones not that we're being subsumed into the comfort zone of someone else but that like we're we're learning it's it's where the intersection comes in because I think of um you know life is about learning and in my heart my my heart's desire is to a couple years ago is to learn to quilt so that's in my Mm -hmm. comfort zone but I had no idea where to start I knew how to sew so yeah. I, I would, I interacted with my aunt whose total comfort zone is quilting. It's like, she is like a master. And so in that intersection, my comfort zone has expanded Yes, because I've learned so much from her on mm-hmm. so many levels and yeah. And so then my heart's desire is like expanding. It's like, whoa, that's just so awesome. Yeah. It's not just an idea anymore in my comfort zone it has become um, a skill and a craft for me that really gives me joy yes yeah and and undoubtedly everybody else who comes into contact with the quilts that you make like both seeing them or wrapping themselves up in them like the love they would experience from that would make them feel so comfortable too mm-hmm. so that's a really beautiful way of talking about it Hmm. So how do people then get in touch with their sole purpose so that they're aware of their comfort zone? And, and then conversely, how do we get in touch with the fact that maybe we're living in someone else's comfort zone? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with, with that one then. 
the signs that you're in someone else's comfort zone is that you're feeling really doubtful, you're overwhelmed, you're confused, you're stuck, you're lost. And, you know, you're probably going through a few like dark nights of the soul, fearful, unhappy, anxious, worried all the time, super stressed out. Basically, you feel like you're you're separate from your magic. You're, mm-hmm. You feel far away from what you want and you desire. So if you said to yourself, oh, like I want to, you know, travel the world, but traveling the world feels like it's 50 years away, then that that distance, you're you're far, you feel far away from what you want and desire. You're disconnected from your intuition. You're fearful of leaving people behind or upsetting them. And you're in situations that you don't want to be in. And that could be mm. a relationship that mm. is no, no longer works for you, a job that isn't right for you, a friendship circle that is no longer feeding your soul, etc. 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 And if you're doing the things that that your family or society laid out for you. So you have a prime example from a society perspective is you go to school, you go to university, you get a job, you climb the corporate ladder, you have a family, you do all you know, you retire, and then that's it. Life lived. Mm. Or say that you're a pathway that your family laid out for you. So maybe you finish school and if your family runs a business, then the idea is you've been told always that you'll take over the family business and you'll run the family business and that's just what you'll do for the rest of your life. And then you'll pass it down to one of your children and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're following a pathway that your family has laid out for you or that society has laid out for you, you don't actually want to do it, then you know that you're in someone else's comfort zone. And when you're making choices based on what would suit them best, right? So, so choosing someone else, what will do them, what, what is would do them, them rather than for yourself? Yes. So say, for example, using the family business as an example, where when you turned 25, the idea was you would always assume ownership of the family business and you, you would run it. And leading up to that, you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I've never wanted to own the family business. It's just, I do, it's not where I see my skill set being. I would much rather go and do X, Y, Z. But I better say yes, because it's better for my mom or my dad. They've worked hard their whole lives. I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to upset them. So I'll choose that. And then you choose that and you become incredibly depressed. You become lost very self-critical, you doubt your abilities, you're unhappy, you're anxious, you're all of these things because you're you're fulfilling someone else's comfort zone for you instead of saying, I understand this might upset you. I'm not actually the best person for this. Let me help you find the person who is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will quite happily do that. And maybe there's other ways in which you feel you could help uh, and, and be okay in that space, but I'm not actually the person. Because the other side of that too is that you then spend the rest of your life resenting your parents. Right. And never being fully seen, having these superficial interactions with them. Um, and they're almost like you're constantly in a space of guilt and shame and anger and resentment and bitterness and frustration and disappointment and all of those things because you're doing something that 
is actually that actually belongs on someone else's comfort zone and maybe it was your your family's comfort zone because they loved running the business like they were known around the town great relationships with everyone everyone loved the products or the produce or whatever it was that they did and they were so proud of what they had built and so proud of the fact that they could pass it on to family except that that's not what you want right right so that's where that's where you 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 then like once you identify that you then get to do the important work of understanding well what is on my comfort zone Mm -hmm. what is in my comfort zone maybe it's actually just simply another aspect of the business maybe it's not owning the whole thing maybe it's one aspect of it or maybe it has nothing to do with the business at all but the important thing is to understand what's on or in your comfort zone. And how you do that is you, you, get, in, you get in touch in, in some respects with your, your intuition. Mm-hmm. Because what is your intuition telling you? Where is your intuition guiding you? What are the things that light you up that you love to do what are the kinds of things that you love to start or that you really enjoy helping people with you know what do you want what do you need what do you desire what do you crave and that's the biggest and best question of all is what do I want like what do I want emphasis on the I and sometimes with emphasis on the the what or the want like what do I want what do I want, right? Asking yourself the same question using a different emphasis on the words will bring out different answers for you and deeper layers of answers as well. And then asking yourself, and if there was anything else, what else would I want? If there was one more thing, what else would I want? But the challenging thing here is that for the majority of people, and I'll say for the majority of women, this is one of the hardest questions to answer. Hmm. Yeah. It's like um, when you, when you get given this huge menu, you know, when you get menu overwhelm, when you're looking at this menu and someone says, what do you want for dinner? And you look at it and you're like, oh my God, I have no idea. And then suddenly you have all these other thoughts coming to your mind. Well, what's my friend eating? What, what's what's best for me if I'm following XYZ diet right now? How much is this going to cost? Uh, how much time do I have? Are they going to judge me if I choose pasta and I get red sauce down the front of my white T-shirt? Um, should I have dessert as well? Could I have dessert for dinner instead of just dinner? Like suddenly all of these other thoughts come in. You start making your choice of what you want from that menu based on the parameters and conditions you're placing on yourself from those types of thoughts and beliefs that enter in and your perception of the answer of those and then you see that at the bottom it says we have this other option for you where we'll actually make you whatever you want Hmm. so what do you want like looking at all of the ingredients that are available with all these other things that are on the menu what could we make you what do you want pie in the sky like make something super fun out of this world if you want what do you want? Don't hold back. And you think, oh, I should really ask for something simple. Like, I'll just have an omelette with cheese and tomato. Or 
um, I'll just, I'll have fish and chips when really what you want is this extravagant omelette that has 15 different ingredients in it. Oh, and you want caviar on top mm-hmm. or Oysters. yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you don't let yourself ask for that, even mm-hmm. though they're all on the menu, they're all available to you at all times, because what if someone's like an omelette with 15 ingredients? That's ridiculous. Like, really? Why would you want that? When really you're like, oh, that would be so amazing. What a taste sensation that would be. What an experience. And how cool to like share this with my friend. But you won't. Or you go, I don't know. Or you say to someone else, what do you want? What are you having? As soon as you start asking questions like that, you are getting, most people are getting disconnected from what it is that they want and need and they're just wanting to fit in. So they'll choose something that's from someone else's comfort zone so that then they go, oh, phew, thank goodness, I fit in on their comfort zone. Cool. But then there's that part of you. Unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Unconscious. Yeah. Instead of going, stopping for a moment, connecting in and going, "What, what what do I feel like? What do I desire right now in this moment? Where is my intuition guiding me? Like what do my eyes keep getting drawn back to? What can I not look away from? What is making me salivate when I'm looking at this menu? And that can be applied to any facet of life. You know, you could be walking down a pathway wondering which of these paths am I going to take now that I've got to the end of the road and be, and getting connected to all of the senses and going intuitively, like, where do I feel pulled to go right now? Which of these three pathways feels inspiring to me? Like, and you don't, ne- you don't need to know why. You just need to know that that it's calling to you, that it's asking you to to eat it or to walk down that path or or, or something like that. What comes to mind for me, Kimberly, is um, how we get stuck into other people's comfort zones around relationships, mm-hmm. and particularly our primary relationship and. Um, where I hear women saying, well, you know, I'm just going to stay till the kids are older or um, yeah, I'm embarrassed or I'm, I can't, I like, what will people think? Right. And so they stay in a relationship that's no longer serving them, mm-hmm. no matter how much they've tried, whether they've gone to marriage therapy or they've gone right. to individual counseling or whatever, and they stay and and one of the things that I've noticed in in with people is that the people who then choose to to get in touch with okay I really need to leave and they leave it's better for everybody because oh, totally. because the person that's left behind now has an opportunity to also be happy in another relationship as opposed to grinding out oh my goodness, can't wait till the kids are gone. It's like, and and it doesn't help the children because what are they learning about comfort zone? What are they learning about relationships? What are they learning about their own, um, their own heart's desire and honoring yeah. their comfort zone? Yes. So I think that's an area that um, when we get in touch with our, our heart's desire and our comfort zone, to really honor that is also then honoring the reality of a relationship. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of the big ones because you know, like we all have the fear the phrase, you know, I made my bed, I've got a lie in it. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, till death do us part, et cetera, et cetera. But what they're not talking about there is that sometimes it's the death of the relationship itself. That's sometimes right. it's, it's the death of the connection. Sometimes it's the death of it in the fact that you've actually done everything that you came together to do for one another mm-hmm. and now it's complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because you think you should stay together or, you know, your parents stayed together for the kids so now you have feel like you have to honour that or you're the bad sheep of the, fa- the black sheep or the bad sheep or whatever the family, like all of these things, you're staying in someone else's comfort zone that they themselves also didn't actually want to be in because they didn't want to stay either. That's right. That's right. And this is where you get to break generational patterns. You don't like, you're not here to repeat that. Mm. You're here to experience something after that. And it's not necessarily something more or better or anything like that. It's no, no, it's simply something after because you don't know what it is yet. So don't place a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. You're simply here to experience something after that. And in you know, following on from that, there's there's an and there, this and that. Mm-hmm. So and you know, I feel like I've I've definitely had situations where well, I have had situations where I've stayed in relationships because I, I should, um, because I was you know ashamed or embarrassed about what was happening in the relationship and asking for help was something that I just didn't do so I I stayed in this crappy relationship which is what a lot of the women in the generations before me had done also right staying in a comfort zone that wasn't theirs it's not on my comfort zone to be treated like shit it's just not like I'm not available for that Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until having this realization of the true meaning of comfort zones and that they are full of your heartfelt intuitive desires. And my heartfelt intuitive desire was for a relationship where I am treated the way that I truly deserve to be treated, but also desire and want to be treated as well. That's what's on my comfort zone. That is what I am most comfortable in. That is where I thrive. That is where I have the space to be me where I'm accepted as me where I'm not that I want to say it like this but where I'm allowed to be me where I I allow myself to be me that's that I give myself permission to be me in those spaces I want that for me yes I need that for me which also means that I want that for other people I need that for other people Mm -hmm. absolutely because we if we are not living in our comfort zone. Yeah. We're infringing upon other people's comfort zone. It's like, it's yeah. like, it's like our energy is pushing on them. And yeah, in, in some ways they're not able to fully live their no. heart's desire. No, because the puzzle pieces don't actually get rearranged. Right. One of the and, and so if you think about this in the in the context of a relationship, if you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in anymore, it no longer serves you or, or both of you, then what's happening is you're you're still in the place of say someone else's relationship, whether it's their relationship with themselves or whether it's it's their relationship with someone else or someone else's relationship with you. And I and the way the other place I like to apply this is in the like in the career or business or, or corporate area where I, I totally lived in someone else's comfort zone my whole corporate life 
Mm. Right. I mm. I got the university degree, graduated with honors, went straight into a job out of my honors year, climbed the corporate ladder, was one of the youngest senior managers in my field. And I I hated it. Mm. I was good at it, but I hated it. It was soul destroying for me. Yeah. And I was absolutely in both society's comfort zone and my parents' comfort zone. And I didn't want to let them down. Right. I, and, and then and then over time, as I said yes to staying in that industry, when the answer was no, I was in my general manager's comfort zone because she had my corporate career planned out for me. All of it. And what I realized one day when I was sitting in my office and I was, you know, had my back to, I had a, an office that had like all windows. Yep. And so I looked out over the team as well. And so I had my back turned away from the windows as I was trying to like keep myself composed because it was a particularly bad day in the office. And I realized that, that I actually, I had to resign. Mm-hmm. And, one, and not only did I, did I have to resign for me because this was not my comfort zone, but I also had to resign because I was taking the place of someone else's comfort zone. Exactly. And I knew it. Yes. I knew it. Yes. And I thought I can't. Like me staying here is preventing them from doing their magic in the world. I am preventing them from being in their genius and I'm preventing me from doing my magic in the world and me from sharing my genius with the world. Because my genius, there's a difference between what you're good at and what your genius. Yep. Because your genius is often backed up with you feel so soul whole when you're doing it, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can be good at something and hate it. Yep. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I had to leave because I knew I was taking up somebody else's seat. Hmm. Hmm. And I was in initially, I was more than happy to vacate it for them over me because (laughs) that was my priority. Um, Back then it made it in a sense easier for me to do that. Whereas these days it's, it's usually more, no, like I have to do this for me because I know that I'm here to do X, Y, Z. Right. Right. So I just, I just want to step into, um, the area of coaching because Mm. what occurs to me often is that coaches will i'm going to use the word push push people to do things Mm. which maybe the coach is very comfortable with it's in their comfort zone but isn't necessarily could be in the other person's comfort zone yeah but may not be and so as a coach I think it's really critical to help people identify their heartfelt intuitive desires so that coaching then becomes um, more aligned with what's going on with that person. Does that make sense? Yes, because it's, it's not about the person coming and doing coaching with you and following your formula, your method, your whatever it is that you have perfectly and to the letter. Right. otherwise all you're looking for is for people to validate your comfort zone because you're not uh, yet comfortable in it yet and so if other people are doing your stuff to the letter and it's validating you then that tells you that it's safe and that people still love you and it works etc cetera, etc cetera, when it's not actually about that it's about understanding that you'll have a comfort zone and your method your formula your process will be created based on that comfort zone and then all of that may help somebody else 
in their comfort zone or only parts of it will help them in their comfort zone. So they only need parts of it. They don't actually necessarily need the whole thing because they're actually designed and meant to do the rest of it differently or to take your formula and adapt it or expand it, which means that your formula can do more than what you thought it could do. And unless you've mm-hmm. met that, you would never have known that. But if you're yeah. trying to hold them and hold yourself to this one way of, do- of doing things and, and that they have to do it perfectly your way, otherwise it's not a success or it's not going to work or whatever other limitations it is that you're placing on it, then you're not like you're, you're missing such a huge part of the picture here that allows both of you to thrive and for both of you to see the beauty and the uniqueness in what it is that you have to offer the world. And your work may simply be a springboard for that. It may be the foundation for that, but it won't necessarily be the whole thing. So if you have a client as a coach who is either resistant or says, you know, I really like these parts of what you do, but not these parts, then stay open, be curious as to how things are evolving in that space, both for you and what you do, as well as for having the ability to let go of holding onto something so tightly that you project it onto someone else that they have to do it that way because they don't on their comfort zone they might need four out of the six things that are in your list of of stuff and that's it then in which case mm-hmm. let them do that and or let them learn let them learn that maybe all six steps are required on their comfort zone even if they tried four first because they thought it was just four and then they learned it wasn't so then they came back for the other two and they did the whole six and then discovered there's a seventh right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And I think, I think about, um, in terms of being coached to be aware that when my energy is being drained in the process, that maybe I'm not in my comfort zone, that maybe I am just doing things to please my coach to, um, you know, to, to fit in. Yes. You know, um, liked by your coach. Sorry, to be liked by your coach, to be a good good student. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I that just gave me a flashback of being in school and wanting to please the 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 professor or the teacher or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Not because I mean, once I got into university, you know, postgraduate, it was about me. But (laughs) prior to that, it was like want this teacher to like me so it was it wasn't about me learning it Mm -hmm. only later did the learning come where it was like I just want to learn this and too bad if the teacher doesn't want this although you know I I had it just makes me think of an experience I had I was working on um, a dissertation for a PhD in higher education and my advisor I had this great proposal and she said, well, you could do that, but you know, you'll be working on it for five years. You either want to get your PhD or not. I thought, oh, I want to get my PhD. And then I, I chose another topic, which totally just drained me. And then I, I just stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was in her comfort zone because she, it would have been too much work for her to, to yeah. be my advisor on the particular topic I, I chose and I wanted to please her. So 
I mean, did. and so I did, and I didn't get my PhD. I always yep. did. I said, nope, not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting when I reflect back on that, how, yeah, I wanted to please her even at university. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Like I, I'm, I'm, I've taught this, this concept um, and been coaching several young university students who are in their you know, first, second, third years of university, all about comfort zones and mm -hmm. they are getting so much more out of the university experience for them. Yes. And they can see where they can identify now where they're being pushed into like a certain mold and a certain way of being instead of playing to the strengths that are on their comfort zone and, and asking for help when they need it. And they're asking better questions now as well, because they're more aware of, of both of those sides of, of a comfort zone of, of what's theirs and, and what's not. And I'll say too, like, it's important to experiment. Mm. What do you mean of, by that? Talk some so more I, about So have have different experiences purely for the joy of understanding is this on my comfort zone or not mm. you know when I, and an example of that is I've always been terrified of heights for mm -hmm. a long time I was terrified of heights and mm -hmm. yet when my friend said to me when I was 26 maybe mm -hmm. do you want to skydive mm -hmm. it always got me to do crazy things do you want to mm -hmm. skydive mm-hmm it was something that even though I was fearful, my soul was saying, you got to do this. Right. Like, you got to do this. Now, I, I know that that skydiving is not on many of the people who I grew up around. It was not on their comfort zone. Yeah. It's not. So initially I was like, that can't be on my comfort zone because, you know, no one else if it does adrenaline junky things. <laughs> they just and like that's reckless and what if this what if that but I couldn't shake the feeling that I still needed to at least experience it yeah yeah and so I did it it was terrifyingly amazing mm -hmm. and I thought I'll probably never do it again mm -hmm. but I did it once mm -hmm. and so aspects of that are are on my comfort zone Right. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And how you know the difference between I'm afraid, don't do it, and I'm afraid and I still have to do it yeah. or I'm doubtful and I still have to do it is that 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 intuition, that soul calling, that feeling of even though I'm afraid of this, it's something I need to do. Yeah. Okay, just I can't imagine not doing it. Or if I hear everybody else talk about it, I'm going to go, damn it, I like I could have done that mm -hmm. why didn't I do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas yeah. conversely you'll either go no I'm not doing that and you'll just like again intuitively you'll know that's not for you that's right exactly you'll, be, like, you'll just have this rigid energetic reaction yeah or you'll go I could do that I don't care yeah yeah okay it's not on your comfort zone or if you're neither here nor there about it it's it's not a huge thing for you, in which case something else is great go and focus your energy on on that mm -hmm. instead hmm. so yeah experiment try it out see see what things are on there and which things aren't because that's the only way that you get to know 
what your true comfort zone is and what you want, what you desire, what you need, what your heartfelt intuitive desires are. That's, that's part of how you find that out. So what can people uh, tap into that you're offering that will help them to get into their comfort zone? Yeah. So soon there's going, I'm going to run another round of heartfelt intuitive desire, three steps to having self-doubt and doing it anyway. I ran that a couple of times last year and um, and it's all about first up understanding whose comfort zone you're in and what's on your comfort zone and then helping you to get into your comfort zone and stay there and have the ability to go and visit other people's comfort zones but still be grounded and anchored in yours instead of abandoning yourself for someone else's comfort zone. So that's a that's a, a module-based program mm-hmm. and we meet for group coaching sessions. Literally people's lives change from the moment they start that program and they understand whose comfort zone they are in, what has influenced them to be in that comfort zone and not from a place of, you know, well, that was bad, you shouldn't have done it that way, et cetera, et cetera, but more from a place of, like, I want to say awe, like, wow, that's what I've been doing in, in my life up until this point. That's why I felt this way. Like so many of the puzzle pieces just fall into place and you understand how and why you've been feeling that way. And then going, well, then I have to do this because this thing just won't leave me alone. Or I've always loved this or I've always wanted to try that or like whatever it is. And then we go through the steps associated with helping you to support you being on and in your comfort zone and then sustaining that so that you can stay there. And and I can vouch for that program. It was amazing and I continue to learn from it. And it's one of the reasons we're having this conversation. Yes. Um, I would absolutely recommend the course. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things, and it's, it just kind of flashed for me right now. I realized that I've always resisted. So, so here's like resistance of my comfort zone resistance, because I didn't want to be sucked into other people's stuff. I've always resisted um, taking care of people who Mm -hmm. need to be cared for. And yet, now what I have found is I take care of my mother yeah last year my husband had a hip replaced I take take I took care of him Mm -hmm. and I just came from two weeks of taking care of a dear friend but what I realize is that it is in my comfort zone because I it's my way of expressing love and care yes and um yeah, rather than resisting that and thinking that somebody else expects me to do that, it's like nobody expects me to do anything. I am completely comfortable in yeah. giving that gift to people. And, you know, sometimes like with with my mother, it's like it, you know, it's like it bugs me, but for the most part, <laughs> that's when I'm either tired or it's like, "Oh my god, what am I going to cook tonight?" But it's it's a joyful thing for me to, you know, bring her dinner every night because she's so appreciative and, you yeah. know, it just, 
it's a wonderful thing to give back to her. So yes. I, re I recognize that over the years I've resisted that, but I resist it because mm -hmm. it was, I thought, I thought there was pressure to do it. Yeah. Whereas no, when I really look in my comfort zone, I really do like doing things for other people, like cooking for them and entertaining them. And if they have a little job to do, it's like, okay, I can do that. It's, that's not gonna, yeah. that's not gonna hurt me to do those kinds of things. So, so that was a, a huge shift for me to recognize that that is my comfort zone and not, not coming from somewhere else. And it's probably, yeah, I don't know some yeah. childhood memory that is like, you need to do this. It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> right. Right. And sometimes it also gets affected by other, the other distracting things that your mind will tell you that you should be doing instead of taking care of said person. But like, what about all these things that aren't going to get done? This person is going to be angry because you're not over there doing this thing with them or catching up on that. Or, you know, sometimes it's those kinds of things that interrupt you and, and make you go, well, okay, well, I can't take care of people that I love and I can't express my love in that way because all of these things are so loud and I should be over there instead. So I'll go and do that because then that voice is quiet. But now I feel empty because I haven't given my love and taken care of the people that I love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the sense of, well, I won't take care of anybody because I don't have enough right. energy for everybody. When that's just a totally ridiculous statement, because not everybody wants my help anyway. So to no. be, just to be aware of, okay, where, where am I being drawn in terms yeah. of the help and care that, that people need and want from me and then choosing to give that. Yeah. 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 It's shifting out of that all or nothing thinking as well. It is. And it's also learning to communicate yeah. and to say, say the hard things. Yes to say, no, I'm, I'm actually not going to do that today. And you don't have to say why. You can simply, you know, no is a complete sentence. Yes. Or you can say, no, because actually this is where I, I feel I'm needed most today or this is what's on my agenda today. You can say, no, or you can say, actually, I think there's someone better mm -hmm. for that uh, than me. Or I can do this. Let's find someone to do that. But it's, it's our fear that we have of having these conversations and response that we're going to get back that stops us from doing that and makes us think, well, okay, well, I just have to do it all or I have to help everyone. I, I have to, whatever it is. So learning to communicate firstly with yourself about is this for me yes. or not? Yes. And then once you know the answer to that, communicating that to others uh, will actually support all of you to be in your own comfort zones. I could probably do a whole program on no. You no, probably could. Sentence. Yes. That, yeah. That yeah. I would have to think about that one a little bit more. That's good. Yes. To really... <laughs> yes. No is a complete sentence. It is. Yeah. Any last comments about comfort zone? Gosh, <laughs> I want to say, please start cringing every time you hear somebody yes. say, <laughs> I just I got out of my comfort zone today. Just yeah. please tell them that no, actually they got into their comfort zone today. And I would really encourage you to observe yourself, be curious about whose comfort zone you are in, what's part of yours, what's part of someone else's, and then have the 
the braveness to be more in your comfort zone to understand what that is and to recognize that when you do that you're supporting all the other people around you to be in their comfort zones too Mm -hmm. and if it's something that you want some further support with then please by all means I'm going to put a link for the wait list for the program that takes you through comfort zones and helps you to understand yours I'm going to put a, a wait list link for that um in the show notes and you can put your name down on that and I can let you know when it's going to start and another start date in this moment um, but I'll let you know when it starts and you can come and do some comfort zone work with with me in the program fantastic fantastic thanks Kimberly this is so helpful and so interesting I hope some people will take the time to really let this go deep and discover their comfort zones And thank you all for listening. You can find Kimberly's contact information on the podcast page. And I highly recommend working with her if you are serious about soul work and living your heart's desires. I hope you will join me. I hope you will join me again in two weeks. And I, and I continue to explore the journey to inner wisdom. Thanks, Kimberly. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone.